Hi, welcome to another PSG cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Les Crowder. He's the uh, technical marketing executive over at Adesto. Um, they're a memory solutions provider, and we're going to talk about, well, memories and all kinds of things, but we're going to talk about robotics today. Isn't that right, Les? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. It's great to be here. And yes, the, the world of robotics is changing rapidly. Uh, there's a lot of excitement about it, and luckily, Adesto Memories get to be down in the, the guts and gizzards of it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. This is such a beautiful space to work in. Now, of course, robotics, especially when you start talking about real autonomous robotics, <clears throat> they have energy and power and energy management issues that I mean, are literally mission critical. I mean, if your robot dies halfway through the mission because it can't manage its power, properly, uh, you're out of mission, you're out of robot, and you're probably out a lot more on top of that. Yes, and where Adesto's parts play is in the control and the connectivity portion of these systems. We aren't doing any of the heavy liftings. There's no amps going through our parts. But in the control mm -hmm. section, especially in the embedded control section, you typically find a CPU and some kind of a boot flash, and that's where we tend to reside. Right. Well, a lot of people don't realize or don't take into account how much power the logic and the internal systems take up. Everyone's focusing on the motors and on the uh, brute force, as you were saying, pumping the electrons down the pipe. But a lot of what goes into how long a robotic system functions has sometimes more to do with the logic system than the brute force side of the house. And that's a good point because the power usage of the control electronics uh, is minuscule compared to the uh, power that is being switched. However, if you can reduce the power of that control circuitry by a little bit, you'll lower the operating temperature, or you'll remove the need for cooling. In either case, you're either lowering the cost dramatically, or you're increasing the reliability. And so even though we're talking about milliamps, and in some cases uh, nanoamps, in systems that, that are running very high power, the control circuitry benefits greatly from reducing the power on these small uh, embedded systems boards. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and, and, and I recognize, yeah, when you're talking about a man-sized or larger robot, um, that's not as big a con uh, question. But if you're talking about um, a small industrial robot, something, let's say, wastebasket-sized or smaller, then the logic systems actually do become a significant percentage of the energy budget of that device, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, they do. And uh, as a matter of fact, we have parts that go into robots that are as small as a golf ball. And so exactly. uh, in, a, in a case like that, the power consumption is uh, very critical. And so right. uh, in, a, in a very tiny robot, for example, where you have a very limited uh, power, I've got uh, three of my largest density memories in that, uh, in that robot. And so these small systems it's very critical because, yes, uh, the large systems, motor with large motors, man-sized systems, vehicle-sized systems, 
obviously logic is not going to be a major budget, but there's a huge explosion in small robotic systems, in uh, pocket-sized robots, wastebasket-sized robots, little machines, very intelligent machines, and in the case of certain industrial robots, uh, sometimes in critical systems, inspecting in hazardous areas or going places where humans can't go. And then if you're talking about a robot the size of a small animal, I would say the logic circuits then become not a major portion of the energy budget, but a significant portion that would change the mission from you know, days to hours or whatever you, you – know, add 20 to 30% to your energy budget, I would say, if you uh, pay attention to those aspects of the design, because a lot of people do focus only on the big budget stuff, the motors and the batteries and the heavy-duty uh, power systems. That's a really good point, Alex, because uh, when you have a system that also works with very high power levels, uh, like much of your audience is working with, sometimes the control electronics get lost in the noise. And even in a situation where you have a, a, an industrial assembly line with robots building automobiles or something, uh, what we find is there's a lot of connectivity between the robots. There's more and more system monitoring. And so there might be two or three or more embedded systems added to the uh, basic mechanical robot for control and communication and the like. And mm -hmm. as far as power for these embedded systems, uh, it's not that they're using a lot of energy compared to what the uh, mechanical work is doing or the switching work, but uh, within that uh, small embedded system, we're more concerned about heat management than we are about using a couple of extra watts. Mm. Uh, so if we can keep that system cool, it'll last longer. If we can't keep it cool, we either have to add cooling or we run the risk of reliability concerns. So for big industrial robots, you still gain by having a lower power electronics in your control uh, uh, systems, subsystems. Then for the autonomous robots, whether they're the uh, sentry robots that are 600 pounds and five feet tall that you see roaming around buildings, or these tiny little robots the size of golf balls that kindergartens are learning programmers with, and these all have our parts in them, uh, these parts benefit many fold over from lowering the power of the electronics. It makes the system cooler so you don't have heating effects or, or uh, you don't need to have heat sinks and the like. Uh, it's, it reduces the size of your batteries or it lengthens the amount of time you can run on a battery. And then in addition to that, Adesto parts have specialized architectures that make the functions much more efficient. And I'm talking 50 times the efficiency. And I, I can prove these in demonstrations to customers. Very nice. Well, you know what we'll do is we'll make sure, Les, to put some links to some deeper information on the page with this podcast so that way the audience can take a look uh, after or before and uh, see the links and they can go follow uh, your suggestions to some uh, case studies or some uh, videos or whatever you happen to have to offer them. Okay, Les? Yeah, that would be great because the uh, exploiting the unique features of some of these memories is not always obvious, but if a designer mm -hmm. is willing to look at the memory, and I'm talking about the boot flash memory, this is SPI NOR flash, if you're willing to look at that memory as a companion chip to your processor instead of just some dumb memory that you need to throw on there, then you can use a memory that has, like ours, that has advanced features and hardware built in 
And this will make your CPU much more efficient. This is where I'm getting this 50x efficiency. And this comes from an architecture that is optimized to handle small data packets. And mm -hmm. the, the very big paradigm shift that we've seen is that for the last 20 years where SpyNor Flash has been being used for BIOS boot and things like that, it's been mm -hmm. fine with 4K byte sectors and all of this stuff. But when we move to connected machines that are making small transactions, uh, I see uh, uh, connectivity, whether it's Z-Wave or Zigbee or Wi-Fi or uh, uh, cellular modems uh, sending machine-to-machine -machine data, where the data packets are not large like we see sent over the Internet. They're small data packets, machine to machine. And by small, I mean 1,000 bytes or less, sometimes hundreds mm -hmm. of bytes. And a CPU that's using a memory that has four kilobyte sectors, like all standard flash has, is going to have a little trouble manipulating a few hundred bytes when that's the entire message. Because this flash mm -hmm. was architected 20 years ago. What Adesto has done is looked at the use case seeing these small data packet manipulations that need to be made, and we've architected SPY NOR Flash with features and hardware that does all of this work for you that you don't have to do at the system level. It's, it's really mm -hmm. fascinating. And I make, when I sit down with a, 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 an architect or design engineer, I'll make the joke that at the beginning I'll say, I'm going to increase your system performance, I'm going to lower your power, and I'm going to reduce your bill of materials cost all at the same time just by getting the right memory for your system, and you don't have to change anything else. And hmm. I've got a hardware demonstration where I can prove this that I've turned into an app note. So there you have it, Alex. Very nice, Les. Now, and one of the things that you said earlier also comes back to me when you were talking about the reduction in either power and or heat sinking and heat management. And if you think about it from that side of the house, eliminating the need for thermal management, you know, even forgetting about the reliability side of the house, the cascading benefits from no heat sink, no thermal issues, smaller packaging, less, smaller bomb, it, it just cascades through the entire system. I mean, the benefits really do go all the way down. Well, and it's, it, it goes on from there. Uh, when you use a more intelligent memory, sometimes you can use a lower cost CPU and still get either the same or better performance. Um, ah, right, right, can, right. Yeah, and that's because the memory is optimized for the use case that involves small data packets. Okay? So uh, I look at it this way. If, if I'm ordering a small package, it's better for the package delivery service to send a bicycle to my building than to send a semi-tractor trailer. In mm -hmm. modern machine-to-machine -machine communications, we're sending small packages back and forth. Now, if I'm sending a huge amount of inventory, then I book a freight train or something, and that would be more efficient. But that's not the environment. That's that's when I go on my PC and I download a movie from, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the cloud. But machine-to-machine -machine communication and the kind of communication that goes on in power switching tends to be fairly small packets with a lot of connectivity overhead and things like that. 
So when you switch from Flash that was made to do PC BIOS to Flash that is optimized for these connected embedded systems, you gain many, many advantages. And when all of this rolls out, we end up seeing that the designs that have implemented with Smart Flash tend to win, <clears throat> win in their end markets over designs that said, oh, all, all Flash is the same, just use a cheap multi-sourced standard Flash. And I make those too and compete well in that industry, and some applications are good for that. But when I see machine-to-machine -machine kind of communication, industrial control, especially reading sensors, sensors give you, what, a couple of bytes typically? Mm -hmm. I have to store mm -hmm. those somewhere. I have to store them quickly because I have connectivity real-time overhead requirements. And so I have designers coming to me all the time and saying, Les, Les, I need a memory where I can update, say, 20 bytes that came in over BLE or 100 bytes that I'm going to be sending out later over the, uh, the, the, the 4TE network or something. And they say, I need to collect this data from sensors or wherever. I need to store it in non-volatile because I never know about ungraceful power down and then retrieve mm -hmm. it quickly. And so we can help with those situations with our architectures. Very cool. Now, Les, um, I always ask this. What kind of support do you offer to allow the engineers to do the optimal dialing? Because, I mean, obviously you could sell them the product and they can do it themselves, but uh, an optimum solution – well, engineering is the search for the optimum solution uh, – What? assistance do you give them to help make sure that your solution benefits theirs? Well, that's a good point, Alex, because <clears throat> when you're doing uh, industrial or power system controls, you have much different set of constraints than the people doing, say, a, a consumer toy. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, because of the big market for, let me just call them consumer toys, there's a lot of IC manufacturers that are making consumer toy-grade ICs. We don't mm -hmm. make that at Adesto. We've never made anything less than full JEDEC qualified, etc. <clears throat> Beyond that, uh, we offer a full level of support during design engineering. Uh, everything from source code drivers to um, uh, typically, all come in very early on, and we'll do an architectural needs review so that when we're architecting the non-volatile memory needs of the system, we are optimizing from the ground up rather than trying to patch something in later. This is where mm -hmm. the memory becomes a, a, a coprocessor to the to the CPU or the MCU in the system. Uh, after that. Uh, we have a tremendous capability to do uh, uh, special levels of testing, special processing, pre-programming, uh, characterization, stuff that's not on the data sheet. Uh, some people say, I need to operate at 300 degrees C. Can you tell me anything about the parts? Sure, no guarantees, but here, here's what you can expect. A lot of IC manufacturers won't even touch things like that or talk to their customers. We want to know, what, what are your needs? What are your problems? How do we solve your problems together? Uh, that's a level of service pre-sales. Uh, post-sales, uh, we have one of the, the best post-sales uh, uh, teams in the industry in terms of understanding your applications, anything that does go wrong. Uh, uh, and so it's a, it's a level of service from start to finish. Very nice list. And of course, that's one of the things I do like is there are a lot of companies who just simply sell a part 
but you have to sell it. I mean, it's an overused word, but you have to sell a solution. It has to really uh, be able to fit and serve the application well. You know what I mean? Well, yes, and, and many times uh, an industrial or a power systems environment has uh, 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 environmental uh, uh, circumstances that uh, are not commonly seen in the industry, and so the, a lot of the IC suppliers don't want to pay a lot of attention. Uh, we're very big in uh, industrial. One of our largest market segments is the uh, smart power meter, smart electric, uh, you know, gas and, and water meter. Uh, those guys have very specialized requirements, especially the water meter, uh, a constantly wet environment. We go through all the metallurgy and all that, and we can provide a part that's unique in the industry in that it can be in a wet environment for 30 years and not have the same kinds of problems that our uh, 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 competitors have because they haven't done the work with their customers. So that's just one example. Very nice. Now, how do people get in touch with you? More information? What's your website? Is there a place they can go to get uh, involved? Sure. Everything starts at Adesto Tech. That's T-E-C-H, Adesto Tech. Dot com, and on there you not only find our products, but uh, some of the app notes that I've been talking about, uh, ways to get into contact with us through a, a technical contact. And uh, uh, also you can uh, contact any of our worldwide manufacturers, representatives, or distributors that carry our product lines. Excellent, Les. So unfortunately um, it is a podcast and I have to let you go, but before I do, I always let my guests have the last word on my show, and it could be a little bit more about uh, your product line or about the company or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, I'd just like to close, Alex, in saying that when you're looking at the control electronics and you're uh, looking for a non-volatile memory, for your, for your embedded system, uh, if you're open-minded and look at it as a coprocessor to your CPU, you can take advantage of unique features that can dramatically improve your end system in terms of performance, power consumption, and bill of materials cost. Adesto has these products. We're more than happy to work with you to optimize your system. And keep in mind that, that what we're talking about, even these products that are very feature-rich like data flash, data flash, are just simple SPI NOR flash parts, same interface that you're used to, but you can get all of these advantages. So please consider Adesto next time you're doing an embedded design. Thanks, Les. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. I always enjoy talking about developing advanced embedded systems, and as you point out, the memories are critical. So thank you so much for coming, and we've got to bring you back and talk some more about a bunch of different stuff. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.